Hello. Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Mark Bassingthwaite, the risk manager with Alps, and welcome to another episode of Alps In Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana, and what a gorgeous day it is. I am so pleased to have as as my guest today, Eric Crone, and he is a security awareness advocate with a company called Know Before, and I have been a fan of Know Before for many years, and I'm really just excited to have the opportunity uh, to talk with Eric. Let me share just a little bit of information about Eric. Eric is a um, veteran information security professional with over 20 years experience in the medical, aerospace manufacturing, and defense fields. He is a former security manager for the U.S. Army's second regional cyber center, Western Hemisphere, and holds, and I'm just telling you folks, there's a long list of certification here that i got to tell you, Eric, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Eric has worked with information security professionals around the world to provide the tools, training, and educational opportunities to succeed in information security. So, Eric, it is such a pleasure. Welcome to the podcast. No, I'm thrilled to be here. Always happy to uh, to be on things like this where we can share a little bit of information. Um, you know, it's funny you, you mentioned the uh, certifications, but um, what's more important is just all of that experience, kind yes. of being around uh, the the different areas. It's uh, it's something that I love to share with other people. Well, before we jump into sort of the topic at hand, I, I think it would be helpful. If you could share with our our audience a little bit about just sort of who and what Know Before is about, can you fill right. us okay. in sort of on the mission? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Know Before, um, what we really are, we we give a uh, or we provide a security awareness training and simulated phishing platform, right? So what that means is um, we really focus on the user problem in security these days. And we do that by helping to train the employees or, or uh, give organizations an easy way to train their employees on cybersecurity issues and uh, things like password hygiene, all of that kind of stuff that's important to do these days um, that oftentimes uh, gets neglected in, in normal training. But then we also give the, uh, give the organization a chance to follow up on that training with some simulated phishing exercises. And what that really is, that's kind of the idea is Um, If you've ever taken a course where you've gone in, watched an instructor teach, or seen something online, you learn a little bit from that, right? But when you do some lab sort of things afterwards, like you actually do some hands-on work, it really sticks more. And that's part of the simulated fishing. You get a chance to actually learn to spot these simulated emails. That's the idea there. Okay, I love it. Can we, you know, as you're aware... You know, we're an insurance company, and exclusively in the um, legal malpractice space, although we, we, in addition to writing legal malpractice insurance policies, we we do write cyber insurance, uh, again, exclusively for law firms. And our space is primarily, uh, we're nationwide, but primarily the solo small firm uh, market. Uh, We we branch out of that a little bit, but uh, that's sort of the core uh, business for us. And when I visit with lawyers all over the country, one of the things that I often hear is, you know, Mark, we're just a small law firm here in, you know, Poughkeepsie or, you know, Ames, Iowa, or whatever it might be. You know, we're not going to be on anybody's radar. And we really, 
uh, you just don't need to worry about becoming a victim. I mean, who's going to be interested in us? Is there anything to that? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. It's not just from your, um, you know, your industry. I hear that a bit in other industries as well. But here's the thing: we got to understand that they may not necessarily always be after you specifically when it comes to trying to breach information. Uh, but there's a couple things to consider. Number one: who are your customers? Yes. Uh, many times they've attacked organizations to get to their customers. Look at Target and the HVAC vendor right. that got them in trouble there. Um, Hancock Health, was uh, they got hit with ransomware recently uh, based on uh, the bad guys went after the vendor, got into the vendor and used the vendor portal then to get into Hancock Health and cost them a lot of issues. And the other thing is we have stuff out there called ransomware, right? Yes. And the thing about ransomware is... Um, it doesn't really matter if your information is important to anyone else. It's important to you. So there's I, value to that, right? They lock it down. They keep you from getting to it. You can't continue doing what you're doing. It's valuable to you. And, and really, that only that doesn't matter whether you're a single-person practice or even at home, right? People at home have had their photographs and kids' pictures and all that kind of stuff encrypted by ransomware. Um, it doesn't matter what size you are. If you have data, it's important to you, and you're willing to pay for it. That's all they care about. Yeah. And a am I correct in saying that uh, a significant percentage of the, for lack of a better description, uh, attack vectors uh, are are automated, uh, are being pushed out to, to hit just sort of anybody that happens to fall victim as opposed to very specific targeting? Is, is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, the bulk of it is definitely just uh, uh, just kind of a spray and pray, if you will, sort of thing. I mean, it's fishing. Yes. That's You put the line in the water and you hope somebody comes by and catches it. They do this at bulk, you know. I, I, I mean, just tons of emails a day. It's, it's mind-boggling. However, what's happening is as, um, as things are getting more advanced, and they are getting more advanced, right? You've you got to understand these aren't kids in their mom's basement drinking Mountain Dew eating pizza, all right? This is organized groups, and in some cases organized crime, even yes. up to nation states and things like that. Um, they're automating the processes. So imagine this, right? Uh, there's a, a, a breach that gives you some of your information is out there, and it seems like no big deal now, but they take automated methods to pull that stuff together, put that information in there, and actually make it much more targeted without a lot of work because they're employing automation just like we are. So although the bulk of it is very, very generalized, mm -hmm. what we're seeing is definitely an improved trend and at least some customization towards the individuals just because your information's out there. I mean, right. let's face it. Right. I, I like that. And what it, what it makes me think about, not only... Um, do we have this increase in automation, uh, automation? But you know, lawyers will also say, you know, I I am a smart guy. I, uh, I I wouldn't be fooled by these things. And, and they're thinking sort of the old early Nigerian prince kind of scams, you know, <laughs> that are so just crazy and obvious, poor English, and on and on. Do, do the scams today? Are they? as uh, easily identifiable? Are we getting to be more sophisticated there as well? Do you, do you see where I'm going in terms of proper English, that kind of thing? Uh, can, can you affirm or deny for me as to where we're going with that? 
Yeah, this honestly certainly has nothing to do with intelligence. Uh, these groups have gotten very, very good at their trade. Um, we see physicians, we see all kinds of very educated people get hit by these because they are so good at what they're doing. And it's interesting, you know, we have this dark web, kind of the, the under uh, underbelly markets that are out there, right, that support mm -hmm. some of the cybercrime. There's actually services that will take what these people want to do as phishing emails they will correct the grammar, they'll correct the spelling, um, they'll improve them for a fee and guarantee increased click rates. Okay, so there's a whole market behind this, right? Um, and, and, and that's what I think people a lot of times, they underestimate just how good they are. And again, this isn't about being intelligent. Uh, it's not about how smart you are. It's about being aware of the attacks that are coming. And, and having a focus on watching for them because yeah. really, yeah. you're not too small. And they're just so good at what they're doing these days. They really are. Right. And sort of what that underscores for me, with the exception of, of possibly the true solo that who even has no staff, you know, one of the other things we need to think about is that if, if I'm a, uh, yeah, I practice at a small firm, let's say there's three or four lawyers and we have four or five staff, you know, maybe even hire a high school kid during the summer, do a little running, a little filing or something. You know, we, we are exposed uh, in terms of all these users, you know, so even though I may, as a guy that's very interested in, in security and, you know, and I keep up on all of this stuff, I may not fall prey, but I do have to understand others in my employee, others that have access to these systems also represent a very real risk. In light of that, um, you know, what, what kinds of steps can I take as, as, as a small business owner to try to limit uh, becoming the next victim? Yeah, it's tough. It's not easy. Yes. Uh, there's no there's no denying that, right? Right. Um, it, it is something that is, is difficult to do. However, uh, when it comes to being a small organization, the first thing that I, I say, and I, I mean this sincerely, not mm -hmm. just because it's what we do, but training people, getting people aware of what's going on. At least if you make them aware of the threats that are out there, that's very, very helpful, right? Because we see all of these different types that are all very slick. Some are after gift cards. Right. Um, we've seen ones where they're redirecting payroll. You know, um, yeah. all of these things are very, very slick how they're doing this. And making sure that people are, are at least paying attention to what's coming in is really, really important. What I find is a lot of people, it just slips their mind to even think about these as attacks. Now, Generally speaking, um, you know, email systems, watch for those flags that say this may be spam. Uh, make sure that when you get something that has a link in it, mm -hmm. you actually hover that link and make sure, put your mouse over it for right. a second and make sure it's going where it says it's going. Um, whenever you're at a place where you're logging in, this is a trick that they use. They'll send you to a link that looks like you're logging into the email, but it's actually their own website, and so they're pulling your username and, and uh, password out of that. Look up in the in the URL bar up there and make sure it's actually going to Microsoft or Google or you know not something else because th those are the tricks that they use. Is when people don't look for those, it makes them very susceptible to that. So that's some of the key things that you can do to just the, the small things that you can do uh, when you're doing this. But again, we need to let people know to do that. Right. 
you you mentioned earlier in the uh, in our conversation here about ransomware and um, you know, maybe we should take a quick moment and just make sure everybody even understands what that is. Uh, in our world, one of the things that I, I guess sort of the what are we seeing in our in our um, cyber crime? You know, what are lawyers becoming victims of sort of most frequently? One, it's just device theft. Um, you know, we you know you either are good about handling your, your equipment, you know, your smartphone or whatever it might be. Uh, but, but the other two biggies, really, we are seeing a lot of ransomware. And we are seeing a lot of wire fraud um, and, you know, uh, business email compromise. I mean, there's all sort of different acronyms for, for how we get to wire fraud. And, you know, can you just sort of underscore for businesses that become victims of these kinds of crimes... Can you really just underscore what is the the number one attack vector, for lack of a better term? How is it most likely? I mean, is it really going to be email, or are there other types of things? Could I get um, in trouble with with a text message? Could I get in trouble with a voicemail? Or but you know, so I I, I kind of want to explore the lead vectors. But can you? Uh, just confirm for, for the audience again, what is the number one vector? Do you have any idea sort of how, I mean, is it 90%, 50%, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, so what we know is that uh, 91% of successful data breaches start with spear phishing. Okay. okay? Um, that is, that's the key thing. And 98% of attacks have some sort of a social engineering angle to it, which is, um tricking people, basically the scams, the, the tricking people into doing something, right? right? right. Um, text messages are absolutely something that's big out there. I mean, we, we all know somebody that's gotten a text message from the IRS saying, hey, if you don't, you know, if you don't send us a bunch of iTunes <laughs> gift cards right away, yeah. you're going to jail, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and it's funny because we see that and we kind of laugh about that, but um, we can do that from the outside. When they're putting the pressure on the person a lot of times, yeah, um, it, yeah. it kind of messes our thinking up, right? So those are actually still pretty successful. Um, we, we see that. We see phone calls. And what's even more dangerous is um, I've seen cases of hybrid attacks. And what that means is you may get an email in your inbox, and a few minutes later you may get a text message that says, I just sent you a very important email. And it looks like it's from somebody you know, please go check this email. Well, now they validated the email through text and the email is really oh, a very targeted phishing right, email. Right, got it. So very dangerous. It puts your guard down. Yeah. You think, oh, they obviously know who I am. But right. really it's, it's you know, not that uh, not that hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. There, there are days when I hear stuff like this. It's just like I, I want to go to some remote island, go off grid and just, you know, sell juice or something and just, just completely yeah, my, disconnect. <laughs> My plans are to come up there in Montana with you, and I'm going to have a little place and dig a moat around it, and I'm just going to retire back there. No electricity, no yeah. nothing, man. Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. You have talked, and, and, you know, you and I are absolutely in agreement on, on a lot of this stuff. I mean, we've both been, you've been at this far longer than I have, but, you know, I, I really do believe that awareness and training is, is key 
You know, we, we regardless of what IT can do in terms of firewalls and patches, you know, the user can circumvent those those defenses, and and we can still be, be attacked and, and become uh, a victim in, in ways that can be really devastating. How, sort of, with that in mind, how often do you feel? Uh, some type, you know, have there been any studies or have you looked at, you know, how often do we need to kind of put these reminders, this training out there? Is is there some guidance in that? You know, is it the kind of thing, oh, we talk about this once a year at a firm meeting, get a little pizza, and just, please, everybody, don't click here. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously very successful, right? <laughs> no. uh, you know, if you think about it, just think about it from that standpoint. Yeah, you, you give somebody training in January and you yeah. expect, you know, December, they're still thinking about it. That just doesn't happen. So what's really important is um, that you get some training out there. Now, what I what I really advocate for is once a year, yes, you do a big training. And especially if you're in an organization that's large enough, you got to deal with compliance. You do have to check those boxes. But you do the big training once a year, okay? Mm-hmm. Make a big hubbub out of it, um, longer stuff. And then at least quarterly, okay. put out four to five minutes of training. And, and what I like to see people do is make it something that's relevant, especially to that time of year or what's coming up, right? We know first quarter is always going to be tax fraud. It's tax, tax, tax. Right. So why not start reminding people maybe in December that, hey, this is coming up, or maybe the, you know, early January, hey, just keep an eye on these things. We know that the tax attacks are higher this time of year, or during the holidays, we see that kind of thing going on. So remind people going into that with relevant training to what's happening there, you know, and then it's also important to do spot stuff, right? So anytime there's a natural disaster, anytime there's something major news breaking, you know the bad guys are going to turn around and turn this into an attack because they rely on emotions. They really do rely on emotions to make these successful. So if there's something that has you emotionally wound up, they're going to use it to get you to click on things. They're going to yeah. use it to get you to donate to fake charities. They're going to do all of that kind of stuff. So if you see something like that, put something out about it. Yeah. And what I like about that, and thank you for that comment, that's that's great. We at times think about these emotional responses as, as fear, you know, all, you know, I, a judge is going to come out and, you know, send somebody out because you missed uh, your, your jury duty or, you know, you're late on the IRS or behind and on. But there's this other side, too, it playing on our, our generosity. Oh, these poor kids in Haiti. Uh, and I think even political kinds of things. I am so upset with the Democrats or the Republicans or whatever, you know. So um, I, I just want to underscore, don't fall victim to scams. It's not just about fear. They, there are all kinds of emotions people can play on, and we just need to keep that uh, keep that in mind. Uh, this has been great, Eric. I really uh, love what you're telling us. I would like to give you a little time if you have a, a, a closing thought or two, uh, but I'd also like you just to share, because I so believe in in the value of what Know Before is doing. I mean, I, I really, really feel that this is an essential kind of investment that businesses of all size uh, should be making. So I would love if you uh, would like to take just a little bit of time and, and share with our listeners if they have any interest. How can they get adif- additional information? What kinds of services can you provide the, the solo small firm kind of market? 
And so I'll, I'll just turn it over to you. Yeah, so, you know, you and I do share in that, definitely. I mean, I'm a security guy. I'm where I'm at right now because I'm super passionate about this part. And I've seen uh, for so many years, um, technologists have have really, you know, our IT people have really focused on technology, not on the human side. And I totally get that because honestly, most of us technical people, we don't want to have to train people. We don't want to. That's not why we got into technology. Right. 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 Uh, And so it's not easy for us to do that. And frankly, we're not always effective at it. (laughs) If you've ever been trained by a technical person and you're not necessarily. May have been through one or two. (laughs) Yeah, it can be painful. Right. So, So that's really where we kind of bridge that gap. We come in there and we provide the training. We make it easy to do. That's what I really love about it. The platform for the people on the back end, really, really easy to do. Um, It doesn't take a lot of time and it's just very, very effective, right? Um, When it comes to, you know, the smaller markets, um, one or two person shops, uh, we generally don't start out that low. We usually start, I think it's around 25 seats. However, what we do have is we have a great channel program or MSPs, managed service providers, right? Some of the people that are already doing your IT work, a lot of them resell us or offer us as as an option. And and that is where you can really turn to when it comes to the one or two person shops is go to those folks and they can definitely get it out there um, for you as well. Okay, good to know. uh, yeah, it's it's a great thing to to look at and, and ask the folks that are already providing your IT services, hey, what do you know about this? Because they can buy those blocks and then turn around and, and take care of it all for you. It yeah. makes it nice and easy. Yeah. Um, but again, regardless of your size, you really do need to be doing some sort of training with your folks. Um, we put on a lot of webinars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to knowbefore.com. Uh, and then the, there's a resource or no, there's an events area there, I think, that does the webinars. We also have a resources place um, where you can learn a lot of this stuff if you want. If you, you know, if you feel like you want to learn or you want to put one or two people through it, that's all free. Uh, and it's good information. I talk yeah. about the scams. We have uh, Roger Grimes here talks about things. So we try to give a lot of information like the like that that we can, even if you're uh, in a position that you can't necessarily or, or, or aren't in a position to afford it or, or yeah. have somebody to get it to you. We really do try to give you some stuff. Perfect. And for for uh, folks listening, I want to underscore knowbefore.com is K-N-O-W-B-E and then the number four. The number four. So know before. Um, and we'll put a link up on our site. Uh, Eric, Thank you so much. It has indeed been a pleasure. I really appreciate your taking the time to, to, to visit with me a little bit today. To those of you in the listening, uh, I'm getting tongue-tied, it's Monday. To those <laughs> of you in the uh, listening audience, uh, I hope you found something of value today. I strongly encourage you to reach out and take a look at this website. Uh, this company, uh, I, I have been very, very impressed, and I've personally uh, taken some of their training, and it is good stuff. Uh, but in addition, if you have any thoughts or ideas about about other topics or guests that you'd like us to visit with, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You may reach me at ambass at alpsnet.com. Thanks, folks. I hope you found something of value. Have a good one. Bye-bye.